Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Tim. How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, hey, hey. hey oh. Just living in this in this Legion verse, and you all got to deal with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> how was how was last week? Uh, last week was great. Awesome. Last week was great. You know. Um, last week was a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I um, it does feel like a long time ago. I don't know why. Um, it's just kind of I've been I've been like sick the last week, so apologies if I cough. But um, yeah, I was felt like an eternity. Yeah, that's why I missed last week, and I still have a cough. Um, it's just that time of year where you get something and it just like doesn't go away, or it just morphs into something else. And yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. <clears throat> um. Although the temperature has not caught up. Maybe it has for you, Tim. But it was like 70 degrees here this weekend. It was great. It was <laughs> so wonderful. This it was is... kind of cold today. It was. It was like 55. It is currently 3 degrees. <laughs> three, uh, so that'd be 36 Celsius, or Fahrenheit out. Okay, 36 freedom units. <laughs> Let me put it this way. My air conditioning is still still going, so... <laughs> Because your, your apartment is like doesn't turn the heat on until December or something. Well, my apartment, my apartment's heat is on. That's why the air conditioning is also on. I know that that's terrible, but here's the issue: I'm in one okay. of those old buildings that there's no thermostat in my apartment, so the radiators are just always on, like full mm. bore as soon as we enter the winter. So if I don't have the AC on, it's like 110 degrees in here at all times um that does sound uncomfortable yeah which is i mean i like it to be warm just not like boiling in the desert warm you know um well i mean i am opposite i live in our basement and i i just flipped the the duct in the basement it can be open or closed and in the uh winter i have it closed another hot air comes in and in the summer i have it open to let it see it I like I like it like sixteen Celsius, whatever that is in freedom units. Yeah, I was gonna say that means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what sixteen. That's I mean, I guess cold. zero zero yeah. is thirty two, right? So that yeah. means it's it's more than thirty two, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than thirty two. It's less than two hundred and twelve because I know that that's a hundred. So <laughs> I should just start giving all my temperatures in Kelvin. <laughs> Is that more or less helpful than Celsius? Calvin is just Celsius um, shifting. Well, it's yeah, it's the same. It's it's what scientifically is often it because it's absolute zero is zero Kelvin. Yeah. Mm. But it, that's like yeah. that's like Instead negative of five freezing point of water being zero. Yeah. yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Celsius is how water feels. Fahrenheit yeah. is how you Americans feel, and Kelvin is how the molecules feel. <laughs> got it <laughs> all right um i'm sure i knew all that at some point in my existence but i have not taken a science class since high school so um although i have been really enjoying those those andy weir books that are very science heavy there you go um but anyway that's neither here nor there nor legion uh so today in legion we're going to talk about Geonosians because we got an actual uh, ship date for them, release date, 
which is what february 29th february 29th which i believe is roughly a month before worlds yeah I, so they... I, I do kind of love that it's february 29th so even though it's real it sounds fake yeah that's fair <laughs> yep yeah it's a leap year so all, all you people out there that oh, i didn't even think of that yeah all you people out there that were born on february 29th uh this is this is this is your release. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, a month before Worlds, um, which is significant. I I think, based on the timelines they gave us at Ministrav, that means it's going to be like the only new release before Worlds. I think Inquisitors are going to be like real coin flippy. Um. I guess that's possible we could you get know. like a march 20th inquisitor release date or something <laughs> like that totally i don't know i don't know what the exact dates for worlds are but i mean i you know i think i personally would prefer if inquisitors maybe missed uh missed this world cycle um for what i think are obvious reasons um but <laughs> like you're uh, unique in that particular viewpoint either i don't think so <laughs> yeah i think uh <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Uh, but um, and and frankly, ironically, obviously, you're currently a Yoda player. I think Yoda is one of the least affected Force users. Well, I think Yoda Yoda's gonna trash them. So I'm not I'm not like particularly worried about it. But I just like you know I I, I actually <clears throat> this is gonna be maybe a take that is more hot than that. Um, I kind of wish with Geonosians coming out as late as they are that they would just wait until Worlds to release them too. I I know that that's probably not... People are like, give us more releases and it'll have been like three months until we get a release. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, if this is what the meta is going to be, let's just like let, let this be the meta Worlds and then we can learn a new meta in the new season and like everything's fine and dandy not that i think geonosians are really going to shake it up but yeah that's fair i mean yeah. last year we got a rule book overhaul <laughs> immediately before worlds so oh, yeah it wasn't immediately before i guess it was a couple months so we had lvo to kinda... it was it was close enough that we yeah. had to basically relearn the it at a competitive level you had yes. to relearn the game basically com maybe not completely but in some very Pretty real close. ways in yeah. some and, very important aspects yeah. Yeah. and then dark tubers came out <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep um yeah because i remember i we were in the hotel room in lvo trying to think of all the broken things you could do with dark troopers and that was only what a month before worlds <laughs> uh lvo is late january so two months okay yeah sure yeah um so I think we we were like getting LVO spoilers or something or Dark Trooper spoilers while at LVO or something to that effect. It was close in proximity. Yeah, I just remember yeah. being in the hotel room and looking at Matt and being like, "Yo, I'm pretty sure we can fit two of these in Darth Vader in the same list." <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. I mean, you probably still could technically, but it would be like six activations. Yeah. 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 Um. Anyway. Uh. We've definitely talked about Dark Troopers a lot in the past. Let's talk about Geonosians. <laughs> yeah. So I agree that they're, I don't think they're going to, they're definitely not going to shake things up as much as, as much as Dark Troopers did, um, as much as Inquisitors will. Um, but I think they give some, the Separatists, <clears throat> excuse me, some interesting options. Um, what do you guys, let's talk about this in two different ways, because I think, um, I think how good they are depends, at least in my opinion, on which one of these ways you want to field them. <laughs> the first is in something that is akin to like a almost like a there's no official Geonosian battle force, but there is one that's kind of built into the structure of like Poggle and Sunfac and how you would run such a list um, and how those two characters work. And then there's kind of just like existing droid list with Geonosian sprinkled in. Um, and I think those are those are essentially two different ways you could do it. And uh, personally, I think the the latter is far better than the former. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think? 
and why. Um, and you, you know what? Sorry. Yeah. Um, before we get into this, why don't we talk about Death from Above? Because I feel like this is yes. uh, critical. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fairly important. I don't think it's going to make or break how they work. Because no. I think the primary thing about them is their speed and not this ability. But it will yeah. definitely be like a significant driver of whether their offense is actually any good or not. There, I mean, if Death from Above works uh, how it should, big quotation marks, then their offense is actually pretty decent. If it doesn't work, then they're pretty meh. So what do you mean by work how it should, quote? So my big old quotation, so because currently, and we just have reminder text, we don't have RRG, so we don't really know, and we don't have any form rulings or anything. Um, but Death From Above, the like TLDR is when they're above what they're shooting at, they ignore cover. They basically get blast. But what it says on the reminder text is um, when this unit attacks, if it's um, ignores cover, if this unit's unit leader is overlapping because of non-area train, of greater height than any terrain, the defending unit's leader is overlapping. Keyword there being is defending unit overlapping terrain. Because if they say, oh, it actually has to be on terrain for Death From Above to work, then, you know, just units like on the board itself, like just on the map, aren't on terrain. So then they would be able to still get cover, which the way cover is right now, they would probably get cover. If they say terrain and it just means like in general, if the unit leaders like the attacking unit leaders above the other unit leader, then they don't have to worry about that weird thing. So that's the weirdness. Can we all agree that it probably should work? That as long as you're higher than whatever you're shooting at, you get the the text. That's definitely what it should be. And I think <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that's what it's gonna yeah. be, to be clear. I just like just thematically that seems like what they're going for here. Yeah, and yeah. I think if you wanted it to do that, you would say something like, you know, uh when this unit attacks, it ignores cover if this unit leader's base is further from the table surface than the top of the defender silhouette, basically. Right? Yeah. Um so but uh, or something like that. I guess what I I would I would make the case, and I don't know if we want to split hairs here, but I would make the case that like, um, no terrain kind of counts for any terrain in this in this definition. I I agree with that, um, but I think there's still like one more grade of nuance that's important for this, because um, what we're describing as how we feel like this should work is like you know if. Uh, I wish I could for, grab something that's for not audio a clone, listeners, but Kyle whatever. Has got yeah. models. He's, he's, uh... <laughs> let me let me grab uh, somebody that's actually different here. Mortar guy. All right, these are half painted clones, and they just happen to be the closest thing that is to me. Um, so we've got mortar guy. He's he's about at my eyebrow for for those that are uh, listening. Uh, and then we've got a unit leader who's like down at my nose. Um, half painted clone is above. Half painted clone mortar is above half painted clone unit leader, right? So, in theory, based on how we think this should ideally work, this should be like a death from above, no cover shot, right? Uh, yep. I actually would say no, it shouldn't be. What? Uh, okay. I don't think, I think they're both a high one. Okay, well, that's kind of uh, my point, okay. right? Yeah. Um, is that uh, you're talking about in the, in the text of the rules, you're talking about the terrain's height. And terrain can be height one, two, or three, or higher, I guess, in theory. I don't think I've ever seen anything higher. Um, but you've got, unfortunately, I don't have a range ruler. I have a pen, right? You've got a range ruler. If they're within the same height band, um, then, you know, that's not going to be, like, cover denial, right? Yeah, I, um, I, I suspect you've got to be in a higher higher height band than the target. So does that mean you have to be on top of height two terrain for this to to trigger at all i think so because if you're on the table surface you're at high one right? yeah yes um so that basically means uh you have to be at least six and 6.1 inches off the ground basically for this to trigger if that's how this ends up being interpreted yeah i mean i think um 
I'm like, I'm definitely like <sighs> tend to be more of a rules lawyer than most people. But when somebody uses a term that's already defined in the <laughs> rules, I think it's like I tend to take a pretty black and white like approach to it. Like if you're gonna use the word greater height where height has already been correct defined in the yeah. rules to be like height one two three whatever um i think i think it's pretty clear that you got to be at a higher height um and it's not just like wishy-washy height as far as like we've defined <laughs> what height is so like let's use the definition defined within the rule set right yeah it's just there's there's precedent think, that that is not yeah how how <laughs> the rule set sometimes works yes it, let's just say that the uh the rule set is not as married to specific usage of specific words in the way that a card game would be yeah. like it used to be um that said i i agree that it probably works like that like you described um i think that people will be very confused by that <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, and I think if we can take some like nods from the design principles on these cards, I think this is part of the reason that they have jump three at all. I know that like when we originally saw these spoilers, people were like, oh my God, jump three. But like if Death from Above is designed in such a way that you actually have to be at a higher height than whatever you're shooting, like if you ever want to trigger Death from Above on like something that's height two, you got to be able to jump to height three, right? Like, so like jump three allows you to do that. So and I know that like when it originally came out, everybody was like, jump three, when are you ever going to use it? Right. Because nobody puts height three terrain on their table, really, um, for the most part. Um, but I think I think it's because those two of how those two things interact, frankly. Yeah, I mean, it definitely means that I think regardless of how, <laughs> excuse me, regardless of how you interpret this rule, it means they're going to be terrain dependent. Yeah. Um, because frankly, there are some tables that just don't have, you know, they might have line of sight blockers, but they don't have a lot of like clean things that you can go on top of. Um, and there are some that might have a lot of clean things that you can go on top of, but they're mostly going to be height one, which, uh, you know, all those, most of those 3D printed buildings and stuff are height one. Um, in some places they're height two, but I would say generally speaking, like most Legion terrain is height one. Yeah, uh, I think if we're like evaluating how death from above interacts with the Ocean kit, I sort of feel like you have to look at it as like, this is a bonus. This is not why you take them. Like death from above is a cool keyword that obviously can be very powerful, but I suspect the amount of times you're going to be able to actually trigger it um, is like, is pretty low so 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 there's a couple things here right like so you have to have terrain that is basically at least height two right you yep. also have to be range two of the target which means yep. your opponent can just stay away from the like like obviously in some game states like the tall pieces of terrain are going to be close to the objectives and it's going to like force fights and stuff but um like if the tall pieces of terrain are just not in relevant places on the board like it doesn't help you right, right. yeah so I, I think you you can't go into this thinking oh i'm going to use death from above to just wreck my opponents every game because i i think it's probably worse than a coin flip that you're going to trigger death from above more than once a game i tend to agree with that um, okay at least in a relevant way um in 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 maybe Maybe more to the point, um, I think you may have to go out of your way and make suboptimal moves to place the Geonosians in places to actually get this to get like trigger trigger this happening at all, right? Like, oh no, the terrain is like an extra move away. I'm gonna have to get like six inches farther down the table than I really want to be in order to get this keyword to work, you know, which means they can those other squads can move and shoot me at range three or something, you know, and it's, I don't know. Um, it's it's going to be one of those dangerous keywords, sort of like infiltrate where yeah. we're trying to make it happen uh, could end up kind of shooting you in the foot. Um, now I do think 
death from above aside generally speaking they have a lot of things going for them oh yeah <laughs> um there's two things primarily really the first is obviously that they get a free move <laughs> uh, which i don't think we've we have not seen anything like this on certainly on any spammable unit um you know there's there are command cards that give you free moves um there are some abilities that essentially like transfer moves like guidance and pull the strings uh there are some abilities that increase your speed temporarily like spur but i don't think we've really ever seen anything that's just like a blanket this unit can just move an extra time all the time um, yeah i mean it um oh the speeder this is, is, this is... Uh, basically like having juyo or speeder one on your whole art on however many notions you take right yeah except juyo it doesn't even allow you to take three moves totally obviously it's like better than that but like juyo is also attached to a force user so it's a little bit i don't know yeah but um yeah they're very speedy with the, the extra very the extra jump jump move. Yeah. That's definitely their primary thing. Obviously they can't get that free jump with when they have an objective, but you can certainly like use it to get there. Right? Well like get you there can and also move claim move. Right? Because you can jump right. before you get it, you claim it. So you jump to base to base to it, use your first actual action to grab it, second actual action to move away. Which is like about as good as you'd ever like that's what mall is that's what you yeah yeah they're gonna be super good at recover oh yeah um i mean look they're mall's super good at recover and they're basically mall no they're for the purpose they're not mall they're not mall they're so for purposes of grabbing boxes no they're not okay why not go on a couple things Uh (laughs) uh-huh I, I all, get that Maul is like marginally tougher. Maul is marginally tougher. Let's take away the marginal toughness for a second. Okay. Maul is able to generate his own dodge tokens if he needs it with command cards at the top of the turn in order to make himself more resilient to fire in addition to his marginal toughness. Secondarily, um, Maul has a command card that makes it so you can't shoot him after he claims the box. And, at, and I just like, more than range two. I mean, if you're claiming yes. the middle box, you're going to be at range two of the things that. Well, but as soon as you activate and move move away, like range two becomes a real problem for like actually killing him. Um, sure. Yeah. But like, I I don't know. Like the the Geonosians, they're just they're just a rebel trooper unit, man, and like. All they, it takes is one standby token, and that unit is gone. They're not durable. Uh, no, but but they're they're also cheap enough that you could like play laterals with your Geonosians to get a box back and not feel too terrible about it, right? Like, are, are they cheap though? They're f- I mean, they're forty five, so they're a little bit more than a rebel trooper unit. Okay, I I mean, I'm just thinking like with the heavy, like they're seventy points. But, but why but, do you need to take that? Well, I, we can talk. Yeah, I mean, okay. that, maybe this is a good opening into that conversation. Like, I don't know, range two units for seventy points is um, rebel trooper body. It's squish, very squish. <laughs> I, um, I do think yeah. part of it is that like if death from above works in a more than very rarely case then heavy weapons get far more justifiable and all and also like you know throwing a naked unit into a regular droid list i think is very justifiable um but if you're taking heavy weapons then you're definitely bringing like probably poggle and or sun fact to get some command card abilities on them get them some tokens um and then they're a little bit more like but I, i wouldn't throw like sort of right off the bat, I wouldn't throw a like heavy weapon Gene Ocean into like just a bunch of other droids as a one off. Like probably not. If you're taking them as a one off, it's the one yeah. naked unit for recovery purposes. Basically, yeah. I could see potentially taking two. Um, I think. 
um, just because they are so fast, they're like, you could kind of squeeze in like an easy breakthrough victory on like a very, you know, cagey game. You can like just yeah, breakthrough, bombing run. Yeah. Breakthrough, bombing run, get a sabotage pointed at the end. A lot of objectives. Well, bomb, really bombing like. run, they can't. Uh, they're not any faster at bombing run then. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, right, because they can't use jump when they have. Yeah. No, you could pick uh, up some bombs in ways that are surprising. Yeah. Because you could double move to the bomb and pick it up. Yeah. Um, so it makes it harder for your opponent to drop them. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I think there's kind of like. So I think if you are taking them with heavies, the fact that it that they have access to a essentially spammable heavy with scatter, um, you know, that's a pretty rare keyword historically. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really only on Dooku, Vader, and what is it, the shells? Um the, yeah, the bunker bus- bunker, bunker I busters. I think it's the bunker buster ones. Oh, yeah. yeah, those ones. Um and it's it's definitely not as good of a keyword as it used to be. Um because you know, throwing your opponent's minis out in front of their unit leader might not actually get you an outer cover shot, but it like it you have a much better chance of doing that than getting that outer cover shot than if you just like didn't do that, right? Um, so uh, you might not need a lot of death from above if you get some good scatter shots off and you throw the, you know, you can also like throw them closer to your Magna Guard if you're running Magna Guard <laughs> with scatter. Um, I think I think there's like a possible list concept with these guys where you run a couple, couple of them with scatter, a couple with like this the spear, which we don't fully know what it does yet, um, and then a, some magna guard, and then you basically have the scatter guys like throw you some opposing units forward with scatter. You get in there with the triple move guys with spears to tie up units, and then by the time your opponent like disentangles themselves, you've got your three magna guard right there. Um, I yeah, know. I mean, I think if if I were to kind of like extrapolate on that um, concept, I actually think like there's probably an Asajj Mall list that um, could really use the scatter uh, in that you, it allows you to put those units closer into force push range so that you can then do some like wonky, you know, movement shenanigans with them to to generate melees um, potentially. Especially if you take burst. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I think I think that there's that that's obviously like a very technical list from, uh, just like making sure that you're you you're basically using the guys that you're scattering to create like safety islands for your force users, right? Um, yeah. Which I mean I could see being good in theory. Um, I just yeah uh, I don't know I'm I'm having a a tough time wrapping my head around like paying 70 points for like a five health white save unit that just generally it seems really expensive to me it's been too long since you've played rebels or anything because i do that all the time oh i know and i don't I, in fairness i don't think they're very good <laughs> like, uh, i i did play a rebel list um at our store tournament a couple uh weeks ago um I was playing uh, Luke, Luke Cassian. Um, so I do know what it feels like, and I didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, I mean the but... the one the one thing these guys can do that Rebel Troopers can't is they can peekaboo. Yes. Now, now, yep. granted, your options for that at range two are limited. Um. But if you if there's like a good relevantly located terrain piece that your opponent just has to go within range two of, you can set up some geonotions behind it and do peekaboo attacks on them, and knock a shot, uh, which is obviously the best way to defend yourself. So, um, again, very terrain dependent. I think yeah, there's going to be some some tables where you've got like a mass geonotion list, and you're just like, I have to and then there are others where you're like, oh, well, this isn't going to do me any good. Yeah, Genotions are also fairly resistant to suppression because of the free move. Um, like there's a lot of times where you had a unit like not that they're like you know like you have a rebel trooper unit and they're out 
and they get a like a weird little plinky shot just to make sure that they can't shoot move or whatever. Yep. Whereas June Oceans, like if they're caught out and they're not able to be killed, like they can they can shoot move, move shoot, whatever, even if they're suppressed, which is not nothing. Yeah, they also have access to compel and boggle. I don't know. I mean, we can talk about Boggle later, but um, I'm not sure that he's good enough-ish. But um, he doesn't seem to be good specifically for Gene Oceans. Yes, I guess no. that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, I do. I am. I am. I'm a personally. I'm a little bit more interested in in like. I think if if you're gonna do a mass Gene Ocean thing, I actually think the Force Spike Warrior. We haven't seen the flip side of it, um, but the melee profile is like not terrible, and um i suspect we're gonna get an overrun attack on the other side which they've, means they've said they've said that they, that's what it is right yes sorry um yeah. so i actually like triple moving into melee with these guys is like also pretty powerful um just as like a being able to stay safe situation right um and tie stuff up for you know if you've got Molossage or Magna Guard or whatever. Um the force spike is also like a lot cheaper. You yes. Know, that's only that's only a 60 point unit instead of a 70 point unit. Yeah. So I'm I'm much more um and and honestly, I know that um like let's let's just imagine for a second that like death from above is <laughs> is like like the the difference between the heavy like the range shot on the heavy if you take the force pike warrior is you just lose a red die and that's it mm-hmm. that's it their their normal range attack is black white so like you're just mo- losing a red die oh yeah to take the force point or pike warrior yeah you're losing scatter and a red die but like i don't know it's 10 points on every core unit like that seems like I don't know if I'd pay 10 points for that, you know, um, particularly if there's like additional utility on the other side of this force bike warrior. So like, I don't know. Um, in, 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 let's say that the, the flip side of this card is bad. Like if death from above is good, the standard Geonosian warrior is even better than that. Right. Um, to, to add range dice, to your pool. Um, if death from above is good, like you're looking at 56 points for a squad as opposed to <clears throat> 60. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just take the normal schmo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I mean, when if you're we're starting to talk about like units with sharpshooter two, five black, five white, no surge is still pretty good. You know, yep. um, in in no cover if you can like guarantee it. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I was looking at some lists with if you do like, you can actually fit quite a lot if you just do the the sixty point ones, um, and uh, like if you don't take Poggle, which I don't think you should take Poggle, which we can get to in a second. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you can take six Gene Oceans with Pikes three magnas with an rps and a super tactical droid and you're only at 768 so that leaves some room for upgrades and that's 10 activations um so you know that's a list where you've got six units that have a melee engagement slash tie-up range of range three basically um and of course you have three magna guards so magna guard are great uh and you've got a super tactical droid for the command cards so um, I don't know. I think that could be pretty interesting. And then you've got 30 points to play with if you want upgrades, tenacity on your magnus or you know, aggressive tactics or something like that. Yeah. Um so yeah. I think I think they could be interesting in the context of a list like that. Um or potentially as a one-off scatter machine, a couple of those, or as a one-off box grabbing machine. I don't think that they're good as, with Pago or Sunfac. Uh, I mean, it seems like I guess we can start with Poggle. Poggle seems kind of like more designed for B2s. 
Um, like he only has one card that actually even targets Gene Oceans. The other two are for droids. And more specifically, it seems like for B2s. Hoggle the Lesser feels like the Separatist version of Commander Cody to me in that he feels like he's being pulled in like six different directions and he doesn't really nail any of them. Um, yeah. Like, like he, he kind of feels like, a, I don't know, Compel is great, but it only works on your on your Genosians. Entourage B2s, I don't know. Like fitting seven B2s in the list is already pretty like I don't know. If if B2s ever get crazy good, Paul sure. is feeling great. But other than that, he's I yeah. think... <clears throat> I think what the entourage does allow you to do. Sorry, I just had a massive coughing fit. <clears throat> um, is if B2s were decent, you could take like a mix of Geonosians and B2s up to and add up to seven. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's like when I was, when they first announced all this stuff, and I was like just looking at like, what could you do with Geonosians? I was doing like, uh, Poggle, Sunfac, Six Gene Oceans, and a B2 unit. Um, with like, you know, upgrade sprinkle in. It's just a like, what can this do? And it can do that. It can do that. Yeah. I, I feel like you almost have to take like like four B2s if you're taking Poggle to get use out of that. Yeah. Frankly, pretty decent four pip. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like bringing, bringing back four dead b2s for free would be pretty sweet i mean and droids also don't hate that it's a four pip period right right like a lot of <laughs> droid lists yeah. are wanting to slow roll anyway so you're yeah. like an additional four pip that actually has effects is not the worst yeah throw aggressive tactics on them and you can get some searches on those b2s like this this allows you i mean look he has he has override he has entourage b2s this kind of allows you to take like the ACM T series list version of B2s, which is substantially cheaper. It's you know, the typical like B2 hat version is like 90, what, 95 points. Just like the reg that. the regular B2 with just the ACM is 69. And like if you can get them surges some other way, that's actually a pretty good attack pool. You know, that's three red, uh and <clears throat> excuse me, three it's it's triple rainbow. Which is an ATST, you know, um, for sixty nine points. Now it's range deeper, two, deeper than those Geonosian uh, Sonic troopers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think there's a world where you take. I think they're probably still too expensive for what you're trying to do here, but you can fit like a lot of sixty nine point B. You know, I mean, you can fit four B twos. You can fit Poggle. Um, you can fit see all right so you can fit poggle uh three gene oceans with pikes two magna guard and four b2s which is 10 activations and that's only 753 so you've got some room there for like b2 personnel upgrades for some extra gene oceans um i guess you could convert one of those b2s to magna guard there you go that's 790 so <laughs> poggle three gene oceans three b2s three magna guard that doesn't uh, sound it terrible. Sound terrible, right? <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't sound good, but it doesn't sound <laughs> terrible. I don't it, know. It it very much sounds like a list that like is on the bench and could easily be thrust into the limelight with a couple changes. Yeah, yeah. Some minor points cuts to B twos or something. Yeah, would would immediately make this possibly like pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Poggle just really seems to want to be taken with a mix of B2s and Geonosians and B2s, which is not great right now. So I don't know. If you if you take seven of them, are they good? If you take like seven of the ACM B2s? Yeah. Uh, let me see if that fits. Um it should. It does. I mean, you can take you can take Poggle with aggressive tactics, two magnas with an RPS, and seven B2s with ACMs. It's 7.95. <laughs> it's 10 activations. 
Yeah, I mean, and you can like just like toss like Asajj and a T series in there for like instead of the Magnus. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, like Poggle seven super battle droids, Asajj T series, uh, and you get force push. Still, yeah. Like I don't know. Um, I guess Asajj's order control there is probably like just too bad. I think I think my hesitation here is I don't know that like yeah seven B twos is more than six, but uh, frankly I think a super tactical droid is like a better matchup for B twos anyway. Yeah, that's usually um, uh, like a their cards are better for B twos. You know they also have override. They can also give them surges via aggressive tactics. They also have a way to give them a free order via direct. Um. So I feel like if this thing, if this were good, it, it would currently be a thing, right? Because you just Poggle's yeah. almost the same cost. He's only five points cheaper than a super tactical droid. So you literally just swap him out. And the super tax just got a much better profile, I think. Right. Right. Yeah, you swap him out for super attack with aggressive tactics. That's exactly 800 points. Super attack with aggressive tactics, two magnets with RPS, seven. Well, you can't take seven B2s. Um, but whatever, you get the idea, right? Uh, the primary, I mean, Poggle gets you that seventh B2, which I don't know. I, I don't, I think if it were already good, it might supercharge it, but I don't think seven versus six is going to make it good or not. Right. Yeah. I, I would love right. for someone. To prove me wrong, I love B2s. I actually I have enough B2s to do this. Uh, <laughs> um, I might have to get one more if I wanted to do seven, but I definitely could run six. I definitely could run six ACMs. Um, because back in the day I ran mall B2s, so oh, I remember. Yeah, <laughs> those were good times. <laughs> those were good uh, times. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'd love for that to be a thing. I just I don't know that it is. I Poggle just like you said, Mike, he feels like he's just trying to do too many different things. And yeah. if you if he were like just a Geonosian commander and he just all his stuff focused on supporting Geonosians, or if he were just like a B2 commander and all of his stuff focused on supporting B2s, I think either of those would be better than the spot he's currently in. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I um and, and I mean, as an extension on that, I just like, I'm trying to imagine a world where you're ever putting Sunfac in a list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. These characters feel like 20 to 30 points too expensive to me. And maybe, maybe that's like a little bit of an exaggeration, but. He's got a very, he's got. He reminds me a lot of Wicket. Yeah, um, yeah, that's sort of what I mean. And that, like, I I don't know, like his his gun doesn't break cover. He doesn't have sharpshooter unless he's death from above. In which, again, like, and his gun doesn't have pierce on it. Like, you're playing ninety points. He's never gonna kill anything with this gun. He, and like, how often is he gonna kill stuff in melee? Like, I don't know. He's got five health on white saves. Like, and he's only got three dice in melee. And he's only got three dice in melee. They're good dice. They're Pierce one, but like, the minute somebody decides to melee this guy back, he's dead. You know, um, very dead. Like super dead. Or if <laughs> they he, get any dodge tokens, like yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he he's doesn't kill like one model a turn. Basically, he surges to hit, not crit. You know, like um, he doesn't have any critical uh, retinue's cool, but at that point, you see you're paying 200 points for Sunpack and Poggle. I don't think that's what Separatists really want to be doing. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I think Separatists sort of have like one slot available in their list for like the 100 point character thing. Operative type, yeah. Yeah, and like you can't really two is too much. Direct Geonosian Warriors is kind of nice, but eh, I don't know. Um, it it's another awkward space in that he's an operative with some commander abilities and like bad attacks. 
So it's, you know, it, he's, he's neither like a playmaker type operative nor a support operative. Right. Yep. Yeah. It, it's like, he's, he's like 30% of Padme and, you know, like 40% of a bounty hunter. I mean, he he's, <laughs> he's like marginally better at grabbing a box than like Cordy in it. I sure. Guess. Like you can, you've got cover one natively and retinue might get you a dodge token. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like. But he's definitely not better at grabbing a box than Cad Bane. Who's, no, no. Who's fifteen more points and like actually is amazing, <laughs> right? And will and will kill things and give you yeah. alternate win conditions and allow you to play the board. Yeah, I don't. Right. I mean, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, he's super awkward. I definitely think I I'm looking at this Geonosians release and I'm as like from a competitive mindset and I'm saying okay. The Geonosian Warriors are really the things. If if there is competitive viability in this release, it's in the core unit. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's not in the commander or the operative. There might be, I mean, somebody might find something like very fringe, I guess, with either the commander or the operative. But if Sunfac is good, I think Poggle also probably has to be in the list. Um, yeah. The, because I don't see him being good without retinue. Uh, but I just don't think Poggle's good enough to cut the mustard. Um, doesn't is it is Poggle is Poggle speed two or speed one? He's speed one. He's also one. speed one. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> I don't know. Um. So, uh, does he have a turn where he like is no longer speed one? No. No, but he he does get the free action jump, so he can triple move speed one. And he, this is another awkward thing about poggle he's he's kind of like krennic and that none of his support abilities are like active support abilities and his attacks are bad so he doesn't really have anything to do with his activation which is not like inherently bad right like krennic has gone through times in this game and arguably could be now like a pretty decent support commander doing nothing but like you know standing by a wall and drawing with crayons on it yeah um and so it's it's not like a, a because he has good command cards and because compel is good um so it's not like it, it's not like a commander needs to be like actively doing something with their activation to be a good commander but i don't feel like the other things that poggle brings to the table um really justify that well and i think i think drawing the krennic poggle <clears throat> comparison is Fair, but I also think that there's like some substantial differences. The first is that Krennic, if he's if you're utilizing Compel in a way that is like substantive, means that you're running Imperial Core units, um, which generally means you want to be having a gunfight at like range three or range four. Yeah. Um, and Compel is great when your units can be close to you. Right? right but compel gets a lot worse when all of a sudden you have to like close the gap to to be shooting things and i just i'm i'm sitting here and i'm looking at this i'm like okay well a poggle does unit card pretty much says to me i don't want him near the enemy like battle line ever like if he's if he's in range three or range four to be like shot by a couple things he's he's just dead um He's four health with no defensive capability on his card. Like he he's got to be behind a LOS block or Poggle's going to die. Um so but he also wants to be close to your units that basically want to be at range two or in melee with the enemy in order to like be triggering compel. So it feels kind of strange to me in that vein, in that and that I don't think you're gonna be able to. Uh, unlike Krennic, I don't think you're going to be able to utilize Compel in the same way that um, Poggle is. Like, if you grab a box and you're trying to get out of there, um, you're probably too far away from from Poggle to actually use it at the beginning of your turn. That's possible. Yeah. Krennic is is also 10 points cheaper. And 
the other thing too underrated about chronic not that we need to talk about chronic today but his pistol is pretty good i was gonna say yes you were ta- you were talking about chronic just like being on a wall or whatever and i was like i don't know the amount of times i've shot with chronic and like he he pretty consistently picks up a model yeah. you know mm-hmm. um which but yeah that's like not great but it is something you can sort of rely on and yeah Poggle does not do that. No, no, he doesn't. (laughs) You're going to be lucky if he breaks cover. He doesn't surge to crit, uh, which which maybe is something tangentially we want to talk about. Do we feel like this is like a design choice they've made here that these characters are not surging to crit? Um, I feel like outside of Republic, the majority of heroes surge to crit. Um, particularly combat oriented ones and 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 Sunfac is like obviously supposed to be like he, he's supposed to be like a warrior right yeah yeah i mean Aiden and cassian don't surge crit um, well that's because they, they obviously have, have marksmen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I, that, they're a special i'm willing to put them yeah. in a special condition box sure um, cad bane did not use to surge crit and he, he was bad, um, though, right? And he and he was bad. <laughs> yes, and he doesn't well, do that. This is sort of where I'm headed with this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and 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 I just like do. I don't know. Is there is there something I'm missing here with like like separatists not surging properly? Um, the the like one way I see it with Poggle, like this is doesn't count for some fact. Is like Poggle has his fire support card. Sure. Okay. Right. So like. I could understand the justification for Poggle where it's like, well, like the reason we don't refer to it for Republic is because of uh, fire sport and here's a fire sport. So let's you know, not open that can of worms. Yep. But, yep. And, and like, it's, that still doesn't answer the sun fact question. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Not a huge deal. I'm just like a little bit curious. Um, yeah, yeah. As to like, I think these guys could have searched crit and it would have been, been fine not a big deal no sure yeah i mean poggles both their attacks would probably still just bounce off cover most of the time yeah they only have like two or three dice but mm. particularly um, with i mean i guess maybe maybe it's the whole death from above thing maybe i mean i get poggle doesn't have death from above no he doesn't which is which is kind of strange, but okay. Uh, <laughs> he's he's too he's got uh, like wing arthritis. He's yeah, he's no yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um. I don't know. I I think. Yeah. I'm excited for the the Geonosian release because it gives me a reason to like experiment with droid lists again. Um. But you're right. I think probably what I'll end up doing is messing around with regular Geonosians sprinkled into like other droid lists without poggle and some fact yep yeah i mean i definitely like look i i think for the first six months of geonosians being out you can probably take a 6x geonosian core list with a bunch of four spikes and like catch 98 percent of people in situations they've never encountered before and absolutely wreck some like tournaments um i think i think and i think in that vein i think that they could they'll probably be good for you as long as people like really haven't played against them a ton in the same way that like like if you haven't played against ewoks and you don't really you haven't been swarmed by 14 little you know activations <laughs> running across the board from you and ending up in melee with you and how to navigate that situation um like, like I think you're going to end up in a similar... It's going to create game states that are just like, you've never been in before, and it's a new puzzle you have to figure out, right? Um, but once people start playing against it, I think it's going to fall apart pretty quickly. Yep. Um, unless the alpha is good enough. And I think, I guess... Going back to it, I said at the beginning of the cast that I didn't think Death from Above is maybe that important. I'm gonna walk that back a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe like Death from Above probably does make or break them based on whether that height definition well, was it, it, accurate it, or not. It really makes or break whether you're playing G Notions or you're just throwing a G Notion unit in. Yeah. 
Well, I think more specifically, it makes or breaks whether the scatter gun is any good. True. Um, because the force pike one, you're not going to care as much about that. Uh, and then if okay. you're just taking like one off, um, I mean, yeah, I know the force pike guys still have decent ranged attacks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's kind of going to be three categories, right? There's the one off. They're not going to grab a box and be a nuisance on objectives. They're not going to care about whether death from above is good or not. There's the four spikes fan one who um, will definitely like benefit from it being better because it gives you more options. Um, and then there's the you know trying to take a bunch of dudes with scatter guns, and that's going to be like either it's ter- it's terrible if death from above is terrible, or it's great if death from above is great. Well, I don't want to say it'll be great, but it'll be potentially great if death from above is great. Uh, um, so something that I we might have mentioned before, but I just realized myself. Um, so the scatter gun is twenty five points. Mm-hmm. Putting in a force pike and a regular dude is twenty six points. Yeah. Yep. And, and you get more dice. I think it's or you way, get way better. Yeah. And you get an extra body. Yeah. yeah extra yeah. extra body is important. It yep. totally is, and and I think. Um, like w- with that comparison, like you really have to be have a plan for scatter. It's got to be more than yeah. just just like yeah, I'm gonna scatter your dudes out. Like you really have to have a plan for how that's gonna work in your list, whether that be getting things closer to the Magna Guard or or whatever. Um, and even then, you probably the scatter gun strikes me as a a one or two of. Even if you are taking a bunch of Geonosians, I don't think you're taking six scatterguns. I think you're taking like two at the most and making sure that those units are the safest units you've got so that you can reliably trigger the scatter when you need it um, and kind of moving forward from there. I also just had a thought, and I don't know. Tell me if I'm crazy here, gentlemen. Um, you are. You're definitely crazy. Okay, tell me if it's a bad idea. <laughs> fair point tell me if it's a bad idea um how different does the um is putting these guys in a snail tank um is there any play there as far as like you can move once with a snail tank disembark and then take two moves I don't know that they need like that much more help getting. I, I don't either. I'm just it's, tossing it's, it out yeah, there. It's, it's like something we haven't seen before. Uh, and like transport rules are like the one of the first things I look at breaking yep. when when we get like new new yep. abilities and stuff. Um, and I'm just curious if there's if if that strikes you guys as fancy as something that you can do with these guys. I think that also makes your Gene Ocean Warriors. You need to keep out of line of sight, very much in sight. That's fair. Yeah. And snail tanks are not very durable themselves either. No. Um so yeah, I I don't know. I think I'd be much more inclined to like put a B2 or something in there if you're gonna put oh. some, or or black sun if you're gonna yeah. put something in a snail tank. Yeah, that's right. A, so. a, a, I think a, a distraction current effects slot, you know, a unit that's gonna like take all the heat away from June Oceans would be way more important than Getting the geonosians for like that much for the table. That is very fair. Um, all right. Any any further thoughts on geonosians? I'll probably um, order. I'm presently looking through all those separatist command cards to see if I can do something <laughs> broken. But the separatist command cards, I think I, we said this on the last cast. They kind of just yep. suck. Yep. There are. The super tactical ones are good. Uh, yeah, I think that was the conclusion we came to on the uh, last last time. It was just like the super tact cards are good, but the rest of the cards are kind of. I'm just looking for something that augments them in a support capacity. Yeah. Um. There's there's one card that gives things like speed one moves or something, but that that's must be in a battle force. That's right? in a battle that's force. Battle force. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and most of the super, the most of the separatist command cards that are good, that are like support command cards, all target droids or AI units or both. Um, so yep. it's it's a little bit awkward to have some flesh bags 
from from like an existing you know what what thing can i break these guys with that already is within the faction kind of question uh because most of the yeah. things that are already in the faction work specifically with droid troopers which I think is a good thing for the faction design personally, but it just makes Geonosians a little bit extra awkward, particularly since, you know, there's really only like Sunfax command card and then one command card for Poggle that is coming out with their release that's like specifically for them. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I would have much rather. I, I think Poggle is interesting in that like he does the B2 thing. Um. I think it would, would have been fine if he had like six command cards. Yeah, yeah, I just like all these generics target basically they they the droid trooper is on every one of these cards in some capacity. Uh the um, two pip is for Gene Oceans. Sorry, I'm I mean I'm talking about the generic um oh the generic the generic separatist yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just like so like a lot of the generics for the other factions you can kind of like muddy the waters a little bit, right? Right, sure. Um and I just I don't play separatists enough to like know the very fine details of their command cards, and it appears that you really need to have a lot of droid troopers for these to work. <laughs> yeah, which historically has not been a problem because that's been your only option, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason they're like that, right, is so that you can't do something like use preservation protocols on Maul, right? Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> this this is powerful. It should it would be yeah. This is why we have the language that we have. Um, and I think it's great for the faction design up until this point. It's just a little bit awkward that they're essentially getting like a brand new unit type that yeah. very little of their existing kit works with. And that brand new unit type doesn't actually get much from its release in terms of, of like things that are meant to support them. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the Re Republic, when the Wookiees came out as their own thing, and now that kind of feels like a pseudo battle force. And well, it's a real battle force now. No, now it is, yeah. Yeah. But like when it came out, like I'm a little bit surprised there wasn't something similar for the Genotions where they got their own generics. Generic um, Genotion command cards. Yeah. yeah. That being said, they could also have a Genotion battle force that's in the works. That's that, all. That's very possible. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like there could easily be like if you want to play Genotions, there could be a battle force coming out that has three to six command cards for you. Yep. So, Which would be great. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. Well, I'll probably pick up a few boxes. I think the minis are cool. Um, oh, they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, hopefully, they've got uh, some more poses than those Ewoks. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been putting together Ewoks. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wish I had the sprue within reaching distance. And I, I'm sure I know this was a discussion point when they first came out months ago, but um, I, I don't really get the the repeat poses. Like, there's there's only two there's only two sprues in the in the ewok box one of them has the four well one of them has three of the of the the, the quote-unquote specialist units on it right you've got the unit leader you've got the axe guy and you've got the tracker so those are all you need sculpts and then yeah. it has like a, a generic dude um but then the other sprue has the other four guys on it and it's it's literally just like two copies of the same thing on one sprue um and i, I don't really they kind of did this with pikes, although it's not as noticeable with pikes because the pike poses are a little bit more dynamic. And they all have general. like different, like significantly different weapon options. I think on the pike, on the on the poses, like the, I think I know what you're talking about. There's there's two poses that are basically identical. Um, one guy's holding two guns, and I think one guy's holding a gun and a whip. Yeah, or you can give you can give them like a stun baton, or yeah, um, yeah. you can put hey. you can put one of the guns in the other hand. You know. Um, but yeah, Ewoks, it's literally just like there's two guys with spears in their left hands and they're the exact same pose and there's two guys with spears in their right hands and they're the exact same pose. Um, and if you want to make the slingers, you don't even change like the non-weapon arm. You just switch out uh, yep. the the spear arm and it's it's the same same sling pose, you know, mm -hmm. repeated twice. Um, and I just, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> especially it, given that these guys are the basis for like a spammable army like you're gonna have you know what is that like two out of the four of your models in every ewok unit which is more than half like more than half your army is going to be the same two models copied over and over and over again um yeah. basically oh. 
don't, it's I don't it's know. like uh man if you told me that we'd be complaining about this like five years ago when we got like these like stormtroopers that like you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't do anything with they're, they're all just the same pose it's just kind of funny um that we're it's great that we're in a place where we can complain about this now yeah 100 <laughs> percent. you know because the og like first year poses and sculpts were like i get why it. i get why they did it they were terrible yeah um and yep. and they we've improved a lot since then um but yeah i was a little given what i was used to with the new standard i was a little disappointed with the ewok poses let's put it that way i've got a few boxes of them that i haven't opened um so i got, I got enough to put them in a a, a contingent i got like the e wicked low gray box and two uh two slingers or whatever yeah so uh, yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah all right well um we had a we had a second topic but i think it's more than <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about genotions more than enough so we can punt that one to another week um all right well we are the notorious scoundrels on com i'm mike i'm timbo stay fresh cheese bags <laughs>